because it's recorded and I can't take it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a nice thing to say. Now. Yeah, we are live. Oh, um, One shoot. last thing. Um, try to be about this far away from the mic. Okay. Yeah, I was too close last week. ASMR. ASMR, <laughs> baby. But yeah. you can fix everything if y'all want to talk a little bit. Oh, the other it. thing, too, I picked up on this is uh, like the tapping. We all do like oh, I was, stuff I was doing whatever this. on the yeah. table is fine, but if you tap this, it goes straight to the mic. Okay. Oh, good to know. I, we all did it. I know, I'm just gonna keep my hands down here. I, well, <laughs> it's hard because I talk with my hands. It oh, is. I do too. <laughs> I'm Italian. I can't. Eyes on the prize. <laughs> Keeping Kathy focused is difficult because you're so outgoing and you want to talk to everybody. I'm like, girl. Yeah, they got to read me in sometimes. Which is a good thing. Yeah. We have found we all have our gifts. We do. Yes. We do. I think they feel pretty complimentary. So yeah, far. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we're I mean, learning as we go. Yeah, totally. <laughs> So we have our special guest on today. Yes, we do. And I think, oh, yeah, as our producer leaves. Oh. <laughs> Thank He's you, like, Chris. That's my cue. <laughs> I'm out. Taking my most of going. Yeah. But uh, Jordan. Hello. Jordan Jones for Jordan Jones Voice uh, and many other things. Um, you want to tell us, uh, our listeners, a little bit about kind of your background? Sure. Um, so born and raised in Lakeland. Um, and I feel like I started singing and performing when I was born, but, um, <laughs> I, I didn't actually do my first show until I was in eighth grade. Uh, my parents tried to get me in sports and, um, I, I was just twirling in the middle of the soccer field, not really playing. Um, but, but, um, but anyway, so I did my first show in eighth grade, and um, I played Cinderella in Cinderella. Oh, nice. And from then on, it's been full steam ahead. So I um, I went to high school and was in show choir and was in all of the shows, played a lot of fun parts, and went to college, got my BFA in musical theater, and then from there, I decided I... Uh, you know, I wanted to go to New York and be on Broadway just like everybody, you know. Um, but I didn't feel like I was ready yet, and I always wanted, you know, higher education and stuff. So I decided to go um, to get my master's and uh, moved out to Oklahoma, did my master's of music and musical theater. And then from there, uh, I... I uh, I kind of fell in love with the directing and the vocal pedagogy side of things even more so. Well, I wouldn't say even more so. I, in, in addition to my love of performing. And I was like, well, why can't I do all of it? <laughs> and so, I, I mean, anything to do with theater and music, I just love so much. I was like, how can I uh, pour myself into all these different areas? And I had a fabulous voice teacher out there who um, was also the vocal pedagogy teacher. So I was learning how to teach voice lessons while also learning technique from her. And so I was getting this like double reiteration of everything that I was hearing in class in my voice lessons and about the science and everything. And I just like totally fell in love with it. Um, and then I graduated and I was like, what, what do I do now? Where do I, where do I go from here? And um, we had uh, in that, spring that I graduated we had these like mock um 
like agency interviews where they brought in a talent agent from the Oklahoma City area um, to do these like mock interviews with us. And while I was doing my mock interview, I actually got offered a job. And I was like, jeez, how did this was fake? How did I just get offered a job? And so, um, and so I ended up going and working for this talent agency for about like six to eight months, I can't remember how long. Um, but so that was really cool because then I was learning the other side of the talent industry. Mm -hmm. So like where my whole focus had always been voice and acting and dance, now I was learning TV, film, commercials, print shoots, modeling. I was learning all that side of the talent industry and I was like, well, this is kind of cool. Yeah. And so at that point, I was the person who was like receiving the headshots and, and the resumes wow. and uh, then, you know, submitting people for, for film and TV and it was really cool. It was really yeah. fun. Um, but so I did that for a while and I, but I was missing, I was missing the vocal part. I was missing, I just felt like I was supposed to be teaching voice. So I saw on Facebook, one of my friends from grad school um, had posted that one of the local um, performing arts centers, um, it was like a, a dance studio, but they also had like an acting and voice, um, I don't know what you call it, department, I guess, in their, within their dance studio, um, was looking for a voice teacher. And so I sent them an email with my, with my resume and everything. And they were like, yeah, like, we'd love to have you come on and teach some lessons. So I started, I, I was about to start to do that. And then they were like, actually our desk manager is going on maternity leave. Will you work the front desk and teach voice lessons? And I was like, Sure. So I was working in the front desk at this, this dance studio and teaching a couple voice lessons. And then the, the lady who taught all of the um, younger acting classes, so all like the, the, the boss's husband taught the, the older kids. And this was, so this was like all the middle school to elementary um, classes. She was like going on maternity leave. So they were like, can you take over this acting program? And oh I was like, gosh. Sure. <laughs> so at one point I was Wait, working. So you have a problem. You don't ever say no. <laughs> you didn't already know this about her? <laughs> so there was one point where I was working the front desk in addition to the uh, the, the, the voice. voice lessons and now teaching six acting classes. Wow. So I was doing that and then eventually they found someone to take over the desk. So I was just doing the acting and the voice. And I mean, I was directing six separate productions at a time wow. because oh every gosh. one of my classes did their own show. So there was at one point where I'm directing four separate productions of Elf Junior. Oh dear. And then two <laughs> productions of this little show that I wrote for my youngest classes. So I was, I mean, that just not, I mean, you know Elf, like the full version. Right. Yes. The Junior is just as big. Yes. They just cut a couple songs. I mean, it's huge. Wow. And so that like, Oof. it was a lot, it was a lot. And I was, I, and it was just me, like, I mean, the my my boss's husband like he would help with the set and the and the costumes and stuff, but music, blocking. I did have choreo. an assistant that helped with choreo. Um, so for the musical theater classes, not the younger kids, but um, she assisted me for the four older. I don't know. They're not old. They weren't old, but the older classes. Mm -hmm. um, but so. Act, like the the blocking the music the I was making all the props I was doing all these things oh and for uh, six different shows for six different shows at one wow. time and uh, yeah and then you know life things happen my my grandpa passed away and, and things didn't happen and um, I was like you know what I just I feel like I need to go home like I, I've lived in Oklahoma for at that point it was 
um, I lived there for four years. So I did my two years of my master's and my two years um, uh, teaching and at the agency and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, I, I just, I miss my parents. I miss my, I miss my family. I just, you know, I, I want to go home. So I moved home and then uh, it's been nonstop since then. <laughs> I started teaching voice lessons and um, that has taken off and I'm, I'm so happy I have the best students ever. But, um, so I do that and I teach voice for the local performing arts high school. I teach acting classes at our uh, local theater and um, I direct and choreograph and I just, whatever they throw at me, I just do it. I love it. <laughs> I can't get enough. So that's me. That was long-winded. <laughs> Explain what vocal pedagogy, is that what you said? Yes. What is that? Vocal pedagogy is like the, the te- how you teach voice. Okay. Um, basically, the teaching behind the voice. And um, I, ours was very science-based. So, I mean, I even had to go and see a cadaver. And, like, and they were like, wow. here's a lung. And oh, I was like, gosh. Uh, I'm going to jump to the back of the, of the club here, you know. Um, and, you know, we looked at the larynx and all the stuff in there. So it's all the science behind the vocal mechanism okay. and how it works and how to uh, fix vocal faults and things like that. Nice. Yeah, okay. so that's how I kind of approach my voice lessons as well is from that, like, science-based, mm-hmm. um, a lot of semi-occluded exercises and things like that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Um, I guess. It's, it's wild. I mean, so many people think just singing is just getting up right. and oh, singing. Oh, yeah, I you did. Know? Yeah. Whether you're singing in the shower or singing in the car. Well, I mean, we're that. we're fortunate enough, right? So Pinky is one of your students, and I know you're, like, loaded for bear with all vocals. So, like, first of all, I just have to say thank you for taking mm-hmm. her. Oh, because what you have done for her is, like, completely transformative. Mm-hmm. Um, but she comes home sometimes after having a lesson with you and she's, she's like super educated now about the voice and I know she still has like tons more to learn, but she's telling me stuff like, you know, um, as I'm getting older, like I have this whole, like it was a whole thing. Oh, <laughs> the, the whole. She's like describing it as there's this hole in her in her vocal cords or whatever and it's like that's she's just never gonna sing while this is like happening no that is not true she wasn't listening in class no. that day. it creates a little bu- a breathiness in the tone but they it grows it, you know it closes up and they they grow it's just their voice change just yeah. like when a male singers or male in general their voice changes mm-hmm. the girls mm-hmm. go through it too yeah so i always discuss kind of it with those like middle school age and early high school school girls because I, I don't want them to be alarmed if there's a little breathiness to yeah, the Yeah, I can hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 How long does it last? Uh, it, it starts like early, you know, it's puberty. Mm-hmm. So okay. as, as, as they get older, it closes up. So usually by, I hear it with my high school students, usually by their junior, senior year, like you really can start to hear a difference in the maturity of their sound. But yeah. Yeah, the, it's pretty funny. I always have to yeah. tell them, I'm like, so you have this little oval hole in your vocal cords right now, but I promise it's supposed to be there and you're not going to die. And <laughs> <laughs> they're so like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> then that's what came home. The I have what? I'm done. This is yeah. never going to... I'm never going to heal. Yeah, I'm done. I'll never sing again. <laughs> like, their voice is just very unsettled in that mm-hmm. age. And so I'm like, well, if, you know... If, you know, some days it, it's going to work for you. Some days your voice is not going to work for you. You're a human and your voice is changing and that's just how it goes. And anybody who yeah. knows anything about singing who's directing or, you know, any of that, they're going to know that's there mm-hmm. and they hear it and it's exactly. nothing to be worried about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But speaking of, there's something you're very passionate about <laughs> and we want to learn thing. more about. No, well, 
Sometimes it, <laughs> yeah. when Jordan knows a lot about something and she doesn't see it being done right, I can see it in you. Like, <laughs> oh, yes. So we want to talk today about the audition cut and why is it so important to pick the right piece and how can we help others pick the right piece? Because I know I was an epic fail at our first audition cut. <laughs> I don't know if you remember. It's been a while ago and hundreds of kids ago. But we'd we love to hear um, your take yeah, on it. Um, yeah. You know, your audition cut can make or break your audition. Um, it's important to, just because you like a song doesn't necessarily mean that it's right for you and your voice. Um, I, you know, We always say to pick a song that's in the style of the show that you're auditioning for. So if you're auditioning for, like we're doing Rudolph right now, like um, you can pick a Christmas song or pick a musical theater song, um, something that's gonna fit the style so that we can see you and where you would fit in this production. Um, but also something you want to pick something that's going to showcase you in the best way possible. So if you know that you you struggle with a high note at the end of the cut, then maybe you pick a part in the song that's a little earlier that you know that you can sing solid. You know, like it's going to be solid every time you do it, and you're going to feel really confident when you sing it because oh maybe sometimes I hit the high note, maybe sometimes mm -hmm. I don't. You don't want to risk it, right? This is your like 30 seconds to come in and show us what you got and be the best that you can be. Mm -hmm. So pick something that's going to be really, really solid. Um, and they, you know, we always say too, like if it says 16 bars, that doesn't necessarily mean <laughs> exactly 16 bars, right? So cut it off uh, right at the end. <laughs> so we would much rather you finish the phrase than to stop in the middle of a word, right? Um, so you can go, and that's not saying go like 40 bars, but that's saying like go 18, go 19, if, if it's gonna complete the phrase. Um, and you, you wanna pick something too that you can uh, relate to, I don't know, not relate mm -hmm. to, but something that's obtainable emotionally for you. So I would never want a kid to come in and if, you know, a, an eight year old to come in and sing something from like, Cabaret, or right. you know, something like <laughs> right. that that's right. a little mature. So pick something that's obtainable for your age and your ability. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> helpful to hear because our first time, you know, I'm a rule follower most of the time. And it, the audition notice says, come prepared to sing 16 bars of a song. Well, mm -hmm. 16 bars is 16 bars. So we came right. in and sang, I think it was How Far I'll Go from Moana, mm -hmm. which you've probably heard a gazillion times, yeah. and stopped, started at the beginning and stopped at 16, like right in the middle of something. And the music director at the time was like, well, next time, why don't you finish the phrase yeah. <laughs> that we so, didn't know? Sometimes uh, they'll be like, do you want you know the rest right here, right? You want to you want to keep going, <laughs> and they'll, they'll be like, just go a little further. You can do it, you know. <laughs> but but that's a great uh, like that song. Yes, we hear it quite often, especially mm -hmm. in children's theater because it's popular and and honestly, it, it sits in a really nice range mm -hmm. for a young child's voice. Um, but that's a good example of like picking a cut of that song. Like if you know you can't hit the I'll go at mm -hmm. the end, then do the first chorus mm -hmm. where it's like. Uh, there's no, no telling how far I'll go and starts mm -hmm. or ends lower mm -hmm. because you can go in there and you can commit to that and it would be solid versus like I think I can get that note out at the end I don't know we'll see or you're like right. straining and we're like oh you know that so, was one of our yeah. questions so because a lot of times with our kids you're picking cuts toward the end of a song but that mm -hmm. so you're saying a lot of times songs will build on themselves they'll start in a certain range mm -hmm. and then kind of yeah, usually it has like a bigger ending, and mm -hmm. that's why the end typically gets picked. But sometimes you can find cuts in other places of the song that would work just as well. Okay. Um, I mean, even um, like 
uh, say you're auditioning for a specific character type and there's like a set of lyrics in like the song that you think, oh, this really applies to what that character is going through. Or let me let me try to show showcase that emotion mm -hmm. that I know that character needs. Then you can pick that cut. Um, because, you know, whatever I'm trying to say. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Well, it makes it's sense. It's just as strong of a so choice. So much that goes through, yeah. you know. And this is, this is you know, just me as a director. Maybe, you know, other directors might be different, but this is just, you know, just me. And how much of it is the singing part? And how much is it, I don't know if it's acting or characterization or what you would call yeah, that? Yeah, I, um, for me, um, a kid can come in and sing, but if they, if they don't show any emotion on their face, if it's totally deadpan or they're like picking at their clothes and they're fidgeting and like that, that's when they're fidgeting is, is distracting in an audition. But also I, um, because we don't require um, a monologue usually, mm -hmm. I mean monologues, you, you see that more with play auditions than you do musicals at this point, because we feel like we need to see that you can storytell through a song, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what we are as actors, is our storytellers, right? So uh, I wanna see that you're connected to the character while you're singing and, and that that work that you know that shows us that you can sing and you can act at the same time. Um, so we always tell, uh, or at least I do. I tell students, um, you know, find a focal point on the wall above the director's head, and find your like all that focal point becomes your invisible scene partner. Um, so you your IP, or that's what some of us call it, your invisible partner. Um, so you find that focal point, and then you just send all your energy there. You tell that's where you're telling your story, and that's where you. Just direct your attention. Not to say that you can't, like, if your character's thinking about something, they can look down. But as long as they come back to that same spot. Gotcha. Um, they should never, like, look right in your eyes. No. Is that creepy? Or what is it? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, I've done that like, before. You know, like, sometimes they're, like, singing, like, yeah. love songs or something. And you're like, you're an eight-year-old. <laughs> you know, like, don't look at me. Don't look at me. It's just this kind of kind yeah, of yeah. awkward, right? But also, like, I want to, like, okay. when you're on stage, unless you're, you know, it's a moment where you're, breaking the fourth wall, you're not you're not looking at the audience, right? Your energy's out here. So it's just the same thing in an audition. Um, but I like to see expression and, and um, you know, connected to the lyrics. Like that's a big por a portion of it is like looking at a song without the notes. Look at it without the notes. Look at the lyrics. What is the, what is the story? What are they what are they trying to say? What does this character want in this moment? And then you bring that out in your performance. You connect to that emotion or that uh, that storytelling and then bring that out. Um, cuz I I mean I I feel like that happens all the time when you're listening to the radio and mm -hmm. you're just like singing along to the song because it's got a catchy, you know, rhythm or whatever melody and then you like there's like that time that hits you and you're like, "Wait, what are these like what is they what are they saying? And yeah. that happens all the time oh, yeah. and you're like, <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, like now I understand what the song's about. Well yeah, that's really important for us in a in a show. We need to know like you have to be able to tell us a story. Um so I, I do that with my lessons and everything. I'm like, okay, let's look at what like what what are the what are we saying here, right? And how does that make you feel? And, you know, and like how like how do we portray that? What are some things you can do with your body that would, you know, reflect that emotion or whatever and we we break it we break it down but also doing your homework and like looking up the show that the song is from knowing what's happening in the context of the show that happens right before they sing this song what is the lead up you know there's like just doing your homework you know that kind yeah. of stuff is there like is is there no-nos when you're doing that kind of like research like you want to steer clear of th these 
common, you know, things when you're picking a song that like you're going to sing. Like an overdone song? Well, either that or like, um, you know, if you're trying to pick a character and there's like, um, I guess like a, like a racial difference, for example. Like you yeah. want to, you maybe want to steer clear of mm-hmm. certain things, right? right? So is is there things like that? Oh yeah, you. I mean, th- there's this whole like um, thing in theater with like knowing your type, like, um, and if this role was originally played by someone of one race, then maybe that role isn't for you, right? Mm-hmm. If it, it, you know, race matters when race matters, um, but uh, yeah, you you definitely want to pick something that is reflective of who you are as a performer. Yes. And stay kind of within your wheelhouse. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And gotcha. your and your age. I feel like that's like that's like a huge thing is like right. you know, look, just because you really like waitress or something, mm-hmm. yeah, you're 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 thirteen, you're not gonna play Jenna right now, right? So maybe we don't sing She Used to Be Mine. Right, because you don't have you have no life experience to pull into that. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. So, yeah. You, know, you, you know, sing something yeah. more like a million dreams. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I hear a million dreams so many times. A lot. But honestly and truthfully, it's a great audition cut. You know, mm-hmm. you can find and it and it shows some range and stuff. So, but pick something that's a little more appropriate for your age. <laughs> and they need to be like Broadway songs. Like, don't pick. Like popular songs. It's a, I, it depends on what you're auditioning for. Okay. So like if you're gonna audition for something like Rock of Ages, like that's all '80s rock music, mm-hmm. then come in with an '80s rock song I to show that, that you can makes sing. Sense. Okay. Like that makes sense. That. Or if you're auditioning for Rent or something like that, like or even like a Nine to Five, come in with some country. You know, like so you can pick something that's in the genre. But like if you're auditioning for Rudolph. You want to stick maybe a little more <laughs> from the heavy Christmas, metal, a little more classic. It's all in looking at the style of the show that you're auditioning for and picking something within that style. So, uh, like when you're picking your songs, I've noticed that when you're looking at like the audition calls, right? Like people saying, "Okay, we have open auditions for this. Mm-hmm. Come prepared with whatever the criteria is." Sometimes they say we want a song from the show, mm-hmm. and sometimes they don't. Like our local community theater very rarely wants you to sing something from the show. They want right. you to pick something else. What's the methodology there that makes them choose one way or the other when they're doing that call? I think you know? it just depends on the director. Um, like um, there's an Into the Woods audition coming up um, soon today. Um, locally. Today. <laughs> tomorrow. And tomorrow, right? Today and yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which, you know, a, a major no-no, you know, you hear in the musical theater world is never take Sondheim, a Sondheim song into an audition um, because it's incredibly difficult music for a accompanist to um, read and sight read on the spot, right? But for that audition, they're requesting that you bring a Sondheim song because they want to see, do we have singers and musicians who have the chops to sing Sondheim, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes it just depends on the, the director. Um, I mean, maybe they have a limited time and they, they don't have time to do callbacks or something, so they're like, here, just sing something from the show because we aren't going to have time to hear everybody do that, so just sing something from the show. I mean, I don't know. It just probably depends um, on the director and what their style is. I, I tend to like them to sing something different because it, I don't want them to sing a song from the show and then that distort my vision of the right. show, right? Like, I, I want to see them where I think they fit within yes. the scope of the whole show. Because they would kind of tie themselves into one yes. role where you mm-hmm. now see them as Rudolph I kinda like, or whatever. Like, I think most people do that too, like where it's um, you just sing something and then you would sing from the show at the callback. Once the director knows, okay, I think I have 
these people that might could play this part and this part and then let's hear all of them do that part and see what how the puzzle pieces are gonna fit together but yeah so yeah don't sing Sondheim for an audition and Jason Robert Brown they're just known to be like I mean they're incredible com incredible composers but their music is really really difficult and it's just not really fair to a pianist or an accompanist to make them sight read that on the spot. Well, that's a good question because I've had my kids come out of an audition with just a regular song and the accompanist didn't, I probably didn't say that word right, I never can, didn't play it like they were used to rehearsing it mm. or they went too slow or too fast or didn't start in the right place. How can you avoid that or what can a child do or anyone do to kind of prepare for that difference from a soundtrack or a... a you just keep going. Okay. You just keep going. Um, the accompanist is probably sight reading and trying to, maybe they've never seen the song before and they're not familiar with it. They're trying to figure it out as they go. But it's also very important when you go into an audition, the people in the room, they know why you're there. It's not a secret, right? It, you are there to try out to be a part of the show, right? Um, and so you walk in and have a conversation with the pianist. Like it's not a secret, you know? It's not okay. a secret. <laughs> No, it's not a secret. <laughs> Just say, hey, this is what I'm singing. And like, obviously, I mean, be friendly with them right. because that also shows that you are friendly and nice to work mm -hmm. with, um, which always looks good in an audition. Mm -hmm. But um, but you can talk with them and say, you know, you know, this is where I'm going to start. This is where I'm going to end. Can you can you give me my starting pitch? Or if you want a little intro, can you start here? You just want to make sure your music mm -hmm. is clearly marked. Like, this is where I'm starting and this is where I'm ending. You also want to make sure that your music, your sheet music that you take into the audition is in the same key that you rehearsed it. Mm. Because we have that a lot where a kid or an adult or whoever will come in and give you the music and that you start playing or the pianist will start playing it and then they're like, that's not how I did it. You know, and they'll say something can, or, or they'll come in and say, can you actually play this in the key of C sharp oh or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Do you have to transpose on the and, spot? Well, you can. No, I mean like the pianists I've been around have been like, I'm gonna play what's on the page. I can't just transpose yeah. this like with my eyeballs like right here in this moment while you have yeah, one minute in the room. That's a different wow. level. So I mean that's yeah. really important that you pick, you know, you get your sheet music in the same key that you've rehearsed mm -hmm. it. Um, and there's there's lots of resources for that yeah. too, you know, like I like sheet music direct, like I go and get stuff from there. Yeah, sheet music direct, there's sheet music plus, there's musicnotes.com. I use music notes a lot, but then there's also books. There's mm -hmm. books of sheet music. I yeah. have, um, you know, the the singers musical theater anthologies, which are great. They have like seven volumes of each voice part. So if you know you're a soprano, just get some of those. You know, you can get them on Amazon. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I used to get them in college. I'd go to the 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 half price bookstores where people just like donate old books, and I would find them for like four dollars. You know, and I'd be like, thank awesome. you. Here's a bunch of sheet music. <laughs> For me, yeah. you know, um, and then you just make their nice, clean copies too in those books, and you can just make a copy and mark your music, and or take the book with you. Um, mm -hmm. But they also have, I mean, there's like the the Broadway for kids books, you know, or um, I have a Disney's Disney for uh, uh, teenage girls or something like book. Where I mean, you can find anything that's like. Or if you really like a show, there's like anthologies that are just that show and just the music from that show. And typically they're in the key that the original soundtrack is in. So those are great resources too. Um, 
I have a whole Moana book because they all love singing Moana, you know? Um, I probably need to get an Encanto book now. Right. But, yeah. That's the new one. Yeah. But, um, but just making sure it's in the same key. And if, if you don't know, if you don't read music and you don't know if this is the same, just ask, ask somebody. Ask somebody, like, hey, can you check this and make sure, you know, if you know somebody that plays piano or can read music, like, can you just make sure this is the same key? Aren't there apps now that can, like, read the music and actually play the tone, like, play it? Oh, I know Music Notes has that. Like, if you go onto Music Notes, you have to buy the original key, but then, and it'll play, it'll play through it for you once you buy it, but then you have the um, ability to transpose it into whatever key that you need on there, and then you can print whatever. That's nice. Yeah, you can transpose it, Um, (laughs) which is great. Like, I mean, especially if, I mean, that I think really works well with, um, like pop songs or something like, Oh, I don't, I don't like this key, this, or if it's a male song and you're a female wanting to sing it, transpose it. And then you're in the the right place for your voice. But it's just, it's very important that you come in with it in the right key. Cause if not like that's not going to work, and you're going to be like all over the place scrambling. In so, actual sheet music, not like this is just the yes, note you're singing. Yes, I think singing. what happens a lot is maybe people just like Google like well, they get like, like the guitar song, chords, and they bring in guitar chords or lead sheets, and or they'll bring in like a whole like a bunch of notes but no words. Oh. Well, the accompanist wants to see the words so they can follow you better, right? Mm. So make sure the words are there, mm-hmm. and make sure that it's like a nice clean copy that you're not cutting off any notes on the bottom, that you're not cutting off the key signature on the on the left hand side, you know, because like they got to know what key to play yes, it in, right? And and they got to be able to see all the notes, right? So if mm-hmm. it's smudged or if it's cut off on the bottom, like then they you're you're not setting yourself up for success with that. Yeah. That but, sounds like preparation is key mm-hmm. for sure. Um, lots of resources in the community and online for parents to help their kids or adults that are just getting into it. Um, I know in our maybe our first podcast that we did we talked about um how important it is to reach out to a local um you know vocal coach someone that can help your child and and help them kind of get involved and yeah the more prepared you you are the better your audition's gonna go um i forgot what i was gonna say I just blanked out. (laughs) (laughs) it all the time yeah it happens Um, well like our first audition was bumpy to say the least um, we were fortunate enough that Pinky still got cast, but um, we had a. She was nervous about it, and we had some back and forth. Enough back and forth that we believed in the beginning that she wasn't like she wasn't even going to get. There was no way she was going to get cast because we had showed we had signed her up and showed up. We, we were not prepared. She was not willing to actually do it. So then we went like we came home, and this was before we had like. Like assigned slots and stuff. It was more mm-hmm. just show up. Yeah, pre COVID. And yeah, pre COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys showed up and she was like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. So, you went home. so oh, wow. Yeah, because okay. Chris had taken her. And so then Chris brought her home. And then we talked about it at home. And I was like, I think you're going to really regret this if you don't go. And so we, you know, talked her into going and she went. But we, we didn't know that she needed music at the time. Like we didn't really understand. We just. We didn't understand a lot. <laughs> but, like, it's your first one. I mean, it's, it's, it's a learning uh, yeah. experience. I mean, like, I always tell the kids, you learn from every audition you, you go to. You learn mm-hmm. something new. We learned a lot. Well, she sang she happy birthday, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, she just so, went in and sang happy birthday. and Obviously, she sang it really well. Yeah, yeah she, she did fine. <laughs> or she had a lot of good expression and energy in the room. I mean, if that happens, too, or, like, if a kid comes in and their music's all wrong, we'll just be like, well, just sing happy birthday, you know, because it has a nice big octave. Opti- uh, octave jump so you know you can hear 
how well they manage pitch and stuff like that and can stay in the same key and everything and so uh, but if they sing really strong strongly 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 if they sing really like and confidently and they have a lot of personality and are real cute like mm-hmm. you know that goes a long way and you know there's the dance um part of it too so maybe she went in and danced really well too and and the choreographer saw something that they really liked um uh, there's a lot that goes into casting besides you know just the singing. Well, just there's the singing. more that yeah. even goes into it than than the singing and the dancing, right? Because yeah. there's there's how actors fit together, right? It's all for it's a, a vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you could have all the talent in the world, but you're not the right look or right. the right height or mm-hmm. you know the right hair color. I mean, it could be literally anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's how yeah. the cookie crumbles sometimes. Is that's it? True. Does it hurt them if they come in and sing Happy Birthday at all? Like. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't say it necessarily hurts, but it's just preferred that you bring in the sheet music and, and prepare a piece. Um, I mean, I cast kids in the show right now that sing Happy Birthday. Um, it, it just happens, but I would prefer sure. to bring in a piece and be prepared um, that you, in something that can be accompanied, accompanied and everything. Yeah, Are there certain sense. songs like you have heard so much you never want to hear again? Um, you know, there's there's this whole thing with the the, the overdone singing uh, sing song. I can't talk today. Oh my god, <laughs> that's a good day for it. <laughs> there's this whole thing with Just the overdone list, and to me, um, if there's a song on the overdone list that you sing really well then sing it, you know, like just come in and sing what you do really well. I mean, I've heard how far I'll go. I've heard part of your world. I've heard a million dreams <laughs> so many times, but if you come in and it's solid and, and you're really expressive, like mm-hmm. you nail it, you nail it, then you nail it. You know, I mean, like I, people always say like, Oh, don't sing on my own from Les Mis. Well, because on my own from Les Mis has been on the do not sing list for so long. Now it's not over. Right. If you sing on my own and you nail it, like yeah. then you did a good job. You know, there, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess there is an overdone list, but this is just my preference. I don't, I don't care if it's yeah. overdone. Is there ever a risk to sing something that would be too obscure or, you know, like, have you ever had a kid come in and be like, and sing something, and you're like, oh man, where did that even come from? Like, has that ever happened? Uh, I, yeah, it's happened, but sometimes I'm like, ooh, what's that from? Like, oh, yeah. you have the sheet okay. music, can I borrow that? You know? Yeah, like, yeah. Snap like, pictures. <laughs> scan it into your iPad. Um, but like, I mean, sometimes that happens where somebody will bring something in that I've never heard before, and I'm like, what is that? Like, tell me about that piece, and then uh-huh. that, that starts a conversation, you know? Oh, like, great. And you get to know the kid a little better. Yeah. Um, I mean, some, sometimes it's just not a good song choice, you know? Like, right. they, they heard the song on the radio, and they really liked it, and so they said, I'm going to sing this song, and then it's like, uh, yeah. Just because you heard it on the radio doesn't mean it's a good fit for you, mm. you know? Can you see past that? Are there times where that happens, but you're like, I see something in that person. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But, like, if, if they had good energy in the room, mm-hmm. and they um, were really positive, but they, and they, <clears throat> they still, even though they sang a song that maybe wasn't, um, conducive for their voice, they still like had a lot of expression and a lot of emotion. I might, I may be like, well, let's call them back and see what else they can do. You know, a callback doesn't mean that you're casting the show. A callback doesn't mean that you're not casting the show. It just means the director wants to see more of you. So if they did something like that and I 
I saw something there, but maybe it was the wrong song choice. I may call them back and be like, let's have them sing for this role in the show and just see what they do with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it just means the director wants to see more from you, at least for me, for you. when I'm a director. Gotcha. <laughs> what, you know how we watch these shows like The Voice or whatever, and you hear those people who are the director, they're, they're in that seat, so to speak. They're picking their teams or they're picking, mm-hmm. you know, whether or not they want this person to advance. And they, they have the comment like, oh, your voice is really unique. We've never heard something like that before. Do you ever find that you get that in these kinds of auditions? Or oh, is that absolutely. Really? Oh, absolutely. You, like somebody will come in and you're, um, I can think of a very specific moment right now where they walk in and you've never seen this person before and they just have this voice. And you're like, who are you? Where have you been? And like they just have this, this quality that is so special and you're like, why have you never been here before? <laughs> you know? Yes, yes. Uh, and like, where and have do you, you want to take lessons? Yeah. <laughs> where have you been hiding? Or, you know, like, why have you never come here before? Like, we need you, you know? And yeah. I mean, that happens a lot. Like, where somebody will just come in and you're like, totally blown away by them. And you have no idea who they are. Yeah. Do you ever get frustrated with kids who have done this over and over and over again and it feels like they're resting on their laurels? Like, they're not coming in. Like, they're phoning in. it in. Right. Yeah, like... I know I have a song in my back pocket. I'm just going to pull it out and sing it today. And they're not really giving you something new or fresh or the energy you're looking for. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we see a lot of the same kids, you know, um, locally. A lot of the same kids do a lot of shows at the same theaters, and um, and you do, you kind of hope for their sake that they're they're growing and they're developing and they're you know getting better and better all the time. But it, it can be a little like well. Here they are again, mm-hmm. you know, doing the same old, same old. Mm-hmm. Um, but that I think it's more of just like I'm sad for you. Like I want, I want you to work hard and, and get better. That's like the teacher right. in me. Like you know, work harder. Um, but yeah, it, it happens. Sure, it happens. Yeah. yeah. And they probably always feel like, oh, well, I'm going to sing this because I sang yeah. it the last two times. <laughs> but honestly, it, it, it like I don't have an issue with them singing the same material. I mean, like. There's this whole thing, like, when you go to school for musical theater, you create your audition book, right? You have your songs that, like, and you have your 16-bar cut of that song marked. You have your 32-bar cut of that song marked. And you have, uh, like, at least for when when I was in grad school, we would have our, your, you know, your, your up-tempo golden age, your... Um, ballad golden age you have your up-tempo contemporary your ballad contemporary your pop rock song your uh, country song your Italian art song or whatever you know you have you so that you're covered um, in all genres of musical theater Um, and so I mean I've taken the same audition songs into multiple auditions and and you kind of create that audition book so that you have something you can Mm -hmm. just pull out like and go. Of, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so um, just because you sang it for one audition doesn't mean that you can't sing it for another audition, especially if it's a different director. I mean, like, they yeah. haven't heard you do it before, you know, sure. or, or yeah. your voice has grown and it, you can pull that song back out and it's even better than it was the first time you did it, you know, right. or, or you mature and, and you find new meaning in the lyrics or something, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, it's fine to repeat songs, um, especially if it's something that you've coached with a voice teacher or with a vocal coach or whatever, or even with an acting coach to, you know, work on the emotion um it's it, that's gonna set you up for a really solid audition if it's something that you've coached and I mean I I have my book still and I yeah. when I go in and audition for shows I like well we're gonna do this one today you know like I'm gonna do this one you know it gives you like yeah. a nice like I don't know like database that mm-hmm. you can just yeah, pull from absolutely yeah yeah and you're already prepared 
What advice would you give to kids? Like, we've got some kids that are getting ready to audition for the performing arts high school. Mm-hmm. So there's not necessarily a genre they should be working toward or something like that. How should they be picking an audition cut? Uh, I, definitely something age appropriate, for sure. Um, definitely um, something that shows their personality. Because you're, you're looking at wanting to spend four years with these same teachers, you know, and they, you want them to know who you are and, and how you're going to work in the school setting. Um, so definitely something that showcases your personality. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, like, like I would pick something fun or um, just has good energy to it, you know? Uh, and some, yeah. So maybe not like a sleepy ballad. Well, I mean, like, if that's what you do best, then do that. You gotcha. want to pick something that's going to showcase your voice that okay. it, and, and your personality. Um, so if you have this big, huge, you know, really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Belty voice. Yes, belty voice. You're going to want to sing something that maybe gives you yeah, that opportunity. Yeah, that shows that them, like, this is out. my voice. I mean, we're working, yeah. on, we're working on Pinky's audition song right now. And I was like, this song, like, some of the lyrics in it, I'm like, I feel like I hear you, like, just say this in everyday life. You know, like, I feel like yeah. this song really showcases you and uh-huh. your uniqueness and, and, and how you are. And it just happens to like real, sit in a really nice spot in her voice. And I'm like, this is your song. And right? It's something they connect to. So they, yeah, it feels genuine. It feels very genuine. And, mm-hmm. and because that's the whole thing, you, you're, you're wanting to show them who you are and that what you can bring to this program. Um, so picking something that, that you sound great on, that you can connect to and really show the emotion behind it. It just, I feel like I said emotion like 400 times. Oh, but it's important. Um, but it is important, it's you know. Important. And you're selling it, right? But also and something, like, I just can't stress the age appropriateness. Yeah, <laughs> the most, yeah. You know. Well, emotion is important because in the beginning, I just thought you're going in to sing. That's, they mm-hmm. want to hear you sing. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that you should be kind of acting as you oh, go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But not overacting. Right. There's that, yeah. that fine line, <laughs> right? Maybe you just it's not want so it to fine. be natural <laughs> right. and genuine. Natural no choreography. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you need choreography. You do for that every in your dance. Step yeah, you of do that the song. Yeah. Or the this hands word, going. and then this word, and then this word, and we were walking. And, like, you know, yes, that's indicated. <laughs> Oh my yes. gosh. No, that's funny. And I'm sure you get kids that come in and do that sort of stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you get your super outgoing that probably walk in like they own their room and, you know. But that probably... shows great confidence yeah. too, you know. It's, yeah. Like that is something yeah. that can, um, with direction mm-hmm. and say, well, let's think about this. And like, maybe you don't need to do this here. Maybe that's something you can just show with your face or, you know, like, mm-hmm. do you talk like <laughs> you know, like in real life. Do you vote? Like, how do you like? How would you just say this sentence in real life? Would you? I don't know. Like, if I'm thinking about something, I might like. You might you know, like. You know, do I don't look down. I don't know. You know, yeah. and like, how would how do you do it naturally in real life? Because like these these characters in the show, like they have to be believable as real people or animals sometimes or whatever. Like you know, mm-hmm. and so you want to emulate that right. um, in your audition that you can just be a normal person. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. told me something once because you know I took a lesson, a couple of lessons. I no two two I two. think two yeah yeah with you and you you told me something that really kind of like resonated with me about how when these characters are like singing in their musical, right? Mm-hmm. The reason why they're singing is because they were having a conversation and it just it just naturally went into a song and that you have right. to kind of carry it that way. 
like the only way they could express the way they were feeling was through that song. Right, they become too filled with emotion just to talk about it anymore, they gotta sing about it. Yes. And, and that the song is just a continuation of the dialogue, right? Like we're already having this conversation and now we're just gonna sing this conversation. So it's like, or, I mean, even if the character is singing by themselves, like it is a solo and there's no one else on stage, there's still, like either talking to themselves, they're talking to the audience, they're you know, or they're they're expressing a want for something. There's still some kind of dialogue that's going on. Um, yeah, yeah. It's mm. like I guess just you know making sure that you understand that dialogue and that lead up is continuing even though you're mm -hmm. singing and that connection has to be maintained. We call that the the moment before a lot in musical theater, especially if you're going to do an audition cut, knowing that moment before of what's brings springboards this character into this song like what is happening that makes them say these words and sometimes you can do that uh, I've done it before where I will like hear a question in my head and then boom I'm in the in my, I'm in that emotion I'm responding to the question you know or like mm -hmm. well what do you want well I want you know yeah. like, like I'll hear the question in my head yeah. I'll hear the question and then I'm like it's an I'm reacting to yeah. whatever you know moment before whatever it is you know or right, and, like yeah. i've done some cool like um, master classes before like when i was in grad school where they will when you're coaching a song they'll put someone else up there with you to like for you to interact with before you start to sing and then they're like go and you're like you're like in this whole it changes the 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 everything about the song because now you have that scene partner there uh -huh. so then you just take the scene partner away but imagine them there and yeah. boom you're in it you know, yeah. that's, and that's like that question. Talking mm -hmm. to you and you know different parts of the song. You may be speaking with your friend and you're trying to tell them something or give them a message. And then, mm -hmm. okay, now you're not angry at them anymore. And now you're, oops, now you're just trying to get onto the other side of the mm -hmm. conversation. But you know, I guess when you go in an audition, you're only doing those 16 bars to just give it. And it you have to tell a three-hour musical in yeah. 16 bars. Right. Exactly. You have to get yeah. that whole character across in that 16 bars. Yeah. yeah. Are adult auditions typically 16 bars, or do they do 32? Usually, I feel like six. It just depends on the show and okay. the, direc the director. Um, I feel like majority of the time it's 62. Um, 62. Wouldn't Ooh, that be nice? Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> now I can really show that three-hour Usually it's 16. 16. Um, sometimes though, like I've been to auditions like um, over at Disney, um, where they have like these big catacall auditions where they have hundreds of people there, and wow. they cut you down to eight bars. Oh, you get wow. like four words out. Wow. <laughs> you know? Um, wow. Yeah. So, like, oh, next. I mean, that's what usually in that situation, <laughs> they're looking for a specific yeah. type, you know, mm -hmm. a certain height or something. They're trying to fill one spot. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, they don't tell you that beforehand. And then there's 400 people there trying to be in the Finding Nemo musical, you know? <laughs> um, and, and you go in and sing yeah. the big bars and they're like, mm hmm. Next. You're female. Why didn't you just tell us that? But, you know, but sometimes though, sometimes though, you never know. They may yeah. like keep your headshot and resume for you know something, something else. else. You never know. I mean, just that exposure you learn from it. I mean, yeah, yeah. So what should a kid do if they get in there and they like flub a note or their voice cracks or just keep, keep plowing going. through and keep act going. like nothing happened? Yeah, keep going. Yeah. Don't let it frazzle you. Show must go on. Well, and the, the yeah. same thing really is like if you're in the callback because you're learning a new piece from the show. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think the directors probably and the musical directors probably hoping that you have at least listened to the music before you get in there. You but it homework. Yeah. doesn't always happen. Mm -hmm. So you get in there and you're hearing this music for the first time and then you have to perform it. You do a little bit of rehearsal and then you perform. So like their hope is that even if you do flub it and they understand that that can happen, it might happen, probably would happen, 
You just gotta, mm-hmm. how are you going to like respond to that? Yeah. And What's keep your going? recovery look like? Yes, yeah. exactly. What's your ability? Like, how believable are you? Yeah, yeah. Stay, we, you know, we just say stay in the moment. Stay in the moment, just keep going. Um, and then like if it really fell apart, we may ask you like, do you wanna try that again? You know, like sometimes directors are nice. And I always, that's like something I always tell the kids too, is like the people in the room are on your side, right? Like they're not sitting behind the table like hoping that you're horrible, mm-hmm. right? Because if you come in and you're great, that makes their job a whole lot easier, right? Like, yeah. like we're looking for this character and you walk in the room and you're just like, great, they want that, right? So like, that, like, I always tell kids when they're really nervous that, right? Like they're on your side. They're not sitting there hoping that you're terrible, you know? <laughs> like right. they want you to be good. And um, like they, that, that sometimes will calm them down a little bit, you know? To know that they're, they're your cheerleader, they want you to be great. But also like half the time they're not really even thinking about the audition, like I'm thinking, how many more kids do we have to listen to? <laughs> right. Is my Jimmy John's gonna get here on time? I've heard this song twenty times today. Like half the time we're like, oh yeah, like when's our next break? I mean, like they're not even like completely laser focused. No, on you. <laughs> no, like we're just doing our job. We're just listening yeah. to kids and and figuring it out as we go. You know, like we're not sitting there being like. Wow, I really hope this kid is horrible today. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I definitely don't want them in my show. I hope they can't match pitch. Like, oh, no, we, no, we want that. you to be great. No, yeah. you know, at least me as a director. Right. I don't know. I don't, maybe some other directors. I mean, there are those directors that, like, I mean, especially in the professional world, I've gone into some auditions where, like, the direct, you walk in the room, you hit your ex, you talk to them, or you talk to the music director, hit your ex, and they never once even look oh, up and acknowledge dear. that you're in the room. Mm-hmm. And you see, and they just go thank you never even like so there's like no feedback no like I mean like there's there are directors like that out there but um I don't know I feel like every I I, I, at least for me I'm just go you you came and you tried good job you know you should be proud of yourself for even showing up you know (laughs) it's half the battle right but they are they you know nine times out of ten like the director wants you to be good right they're not saying they're hoping you're bad yeah, that you're going to fail. I know when our kids go in, I don't know about y'all, but I mean, I'm like, okay, how did it go, Gabs? And she's like, it went great. I'm like, okay, well, they say anything? No, no, they said I did a good job. I'm like, okay, you know, and then moves on and life is good, you know. Yeah. Um, we also don't have time to like, yeah, yeah. There's no, when like, you have 100 kids yeah. signed up for an audition, you, you don't have time mm-hmm. to like, you know, talk with every single one, unless it's like something like if I see something on their uh, audition form or their resume or something where I'm like, oh, you did this show with this person? Oh, tell me about that. You know, or like, um, or I see like, oh, you go to a certain school. Oh, my parents teach at that school. Do you know? So my dad, you know, you know, there's things that come up or, um, or if they have on their conflict sheet, like they're going to be gone the whole week of Thanksgiving. And I'm like, we're definitely going to have rehearsals because we only have 23. Like, um, are these like, are you going out of state? Are you going to be local? Like, it's on your conflict. Right. Is this negotiable? You know, things like, I mean, like, yeah. I'll bring up some stuff like that in audition. But for the most part, like, if they come in and it's great, we're like, good Thanks. job. Go dance. You know? <laughs> yeah. or if you've already danced, go home. You yeah. know? So we don't want parents to think that just because their kids come out and there's, you know, there's not feedback, that doesn't mean that they did a bad job. Well, that's the hard you know? part, right? Mm-hmm. Because... You, as a parent, you're not there for the audition. You didn't get to see how it is. You only have your kids' feedback, which, you know, sometimes it's, yeah, I did great, or I think I did really good. Um, or and I sometimes it it's, or I, I sucked, well. mm-hmm. and I was horrible, and I've, I've seen kind of the gambit come home after an audition. 
and not being in the room if she like didn't get cast for something we're going what happened Mm -hmm. you know because the general feedback that we hear is so limited it's hard for us to get a gauge and then how do we help um our kid do better on the next one when we don't have that feedback you know right the more prepared you are the better right like with the song and um i mean and just like taking dance classes and i mean um you know just immersing yourself into the theater as much as possible is all good it's all good experience um but also sometimes when you don't get cast it has nothing to do with talent It's just like how the puzzle pieces worked out. I mean, in the director's vision. I mean, so many times it's like, well, I we only have these boys, you know, because there's way more girls in musical theater than boys at this age. Mm -hmm. You know, we have these boys, and these are where these boys have to go. Now, where do the girls fit? You know, Mm -hmm. and um, and who matches height wise and and things like that. Um, So there, you know, sometimes it's just. It's just that simple. It's just how it's. Mm-hmm. It just sometimes it, it has nothing to do with their talent. It has nothing to do with their even their audition. It just is like, well, I know that I need this person here and this person here, and it's just how the cookie crumbles. Sometimes you know, it's just yeah. like it just wasn't your turn, you know. Mm-hmm. And I had a really great uh, a mentor and professor that uh, would tell us like, don't think of it as a no. Think of it as a not now, you know. And like mm-hmm. this wasn't this. Like, you didn't, like, it's not a no. It just means this wasn't your opportunity. Right. Your opportunity is down the line, you know. And then I had another, who I love so much. I, <laughs> I had gotten a really big rejection, and I was really upset about it because I, I really wanted it. But he told me, he said, rejection hurts, or re- rejection stings, but McFlurries are cheap. <laughs> That's great. So, so if it, you know, like, feel the emotion. Yeah, feel the emotion, yeah. but then... Move on. Pick yourself up, you know, mm-hmm. like have a have a scoop of ice cream and move about your day. You <laughs> know, it's just not the right time for you mm-hmm. in that. And then you may get something that's ten times better than what that opportunity would have been, you know, so it's just you never know. Yeah. It's it's yeah. hard to know and it doesn't it's not even a like a religious thing necessarily, but you know, the universe sometimes just puts up blockers because it's mm-hmm. not your time. It's not your time. And yeah. we see that we've seen that our fair share in the last couple of years in the Gillette household. Um, but it all kind of works out the way it was meant to work out. And so, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. you didn't get that role that time, but did you get it later? Right. Yeah. You don't understand it in the moment. Grad school. I didn't get into a grad school that I really was, uh, wanting to go to. And then I ended up exactly where I was supposed to be with the best voice teacher. Like she was truly like, uh, she still is. I love her. I talk to her all the time, but she is like, um, like was just like a godsend to my life. I mean, she changed my voice and, and made me realize how much I love vocal pedagogy. And like, she is still one of my biggest supporters and um, uh, she's just wonderful. I named my wig after her in Beauty and the Beast. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because, oh, that's because, because that's um, she's, Did you tell her that? Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love Everyone it. in the cast knew Barbara. Barbara. <laughs> yes. But like, you know, and I ended up exactly where I was supposed to be. I was so upset about not getting into that one school, but then I got into this one and then just, she changed my whole world, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I, I had had a pretty rough experience in undergrad and, um, and not to talk bad about. That's okay. Well, it, it happened. Where I went yeah. to school it's or okay. my teacher, it, it but you, my voice you know? teacher there, it, it was not a good fit. And I, I really needed someone like the teacher that I had in Oklahoma and she just um, changed my whole world. 
but mm-hmm. you know things work out the way they're supposed to they do, and you can't always see it in the moment mm-hmm. oh yeah but when you get sure. on the other side of it and something different happens you're like oh now i understand yeah. why that happens and like you said everything you do is a good experience is a learning experience mm-hmm. you can take yeah. something from it positive or negative and use mm-hmm. it to grow yeah. well yeah and the fact that you are now teaching means you can take that knowledge and that experience that oh, yeah. you have and Absolutely. just help other kids mm-hmm. kind of work through theirs yeah mm-hmm. talk about paying it forward right yeah. Yeah. barbara did yeah. this for you and now think about all of these kids i talk about people. her in every lesson that i teach <laughs> <laughs> i think i'm like my voice teacher did this and blah blah, blah. You know, like, does she t- still teach or yeah she's still at the college yeah nice well this is how important you are in our family Lily Kate tells me all the time that if and when she gets to the Tonys, you're her plus one. <laughs> She's like, Mom, you don't get to go. Jordan's nice. going with me. Nice. I'm like, well, that's messed up. Well, and, and well I'm sorry, family. but I'm definitely going to go with her. <laughs> I would gladly take the tickets. Nice. In our family, we'll I think it's, it's changed how, like, Parvati's direction. I think she obviously would still want to perform but I think she's actually leaning more towards I want to teach I want to be like Jordan when Aww, I grow up yeah I hear that a lot so in our sweet. house you're yeah you're changing lives you're their you mentor. Are. Yeah, well because she goes that. to school in a you know a pretty musical theater um heavy uh school program mm-hmm. and so she hears a lot of these kids who don't have lessons who don't have a vocal instructor teaching them mm-hmm. how to protect their voice and she's like, she'll come home sometimes in the car and she's like, oh, you know, this kid in my class and she would even say names. It doesn't mean anything to me because I don't know these kids. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I just feel so bad because they're just wrecking their voice and they need to do this and this and this. But I don't feel like I can be the one to tell them, and, <laughs> which is true. But it just shows that she's learning from you and kind of setting that foundation up for her to be a teacher. Yeah. Oh. It feels like that. That <laughs> made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you're doing special kids. But Speaking anyways. of making you cry, it's a little bit off the subject, but we got to see Mary Poppins last night with some of your oh. amazing <laughs> students. How does that feel to sit in the audience and watch oh. these kids? Oh, gosh. My, oh, yeah, man. Pride, um, right? Yes. Yeah, um, yeah it's uh, it's pretty amazing. I actually texted my student that uh, that played Mary Poppins last night, and I said, I have retyped this text message so many times because I just don't know like how to express how I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just a joy to sit in the theater and just uh, to just witness their skills and their abilities, and um, it's really special, really, really special. Yeah. Uh, she's amazing. Oh, you like, have to sing but like, to her. But you like have to all of them <laughs> are amazing, you know, and they all are individually so special to me, each and every one of them. But I did. I texted her. I was like, I don't. I have typed this out so many times, and then backspaced and retyped it because I just don't know how to express like how it feels to sit there and watch your student like excels, kill it, like just <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely kill it. it. I was like hoarse yeah. when I went home last night because we were, we were just cheering so loudly for her. Yes. I mean, and she is I mean, so humble and just yeah. unassuming. And uh, when you tell her she did a great job, she's like, "Really, me?" <laughs> you know, and Aww. you're like, "Yes, like yes. you are so great." And um, I think she's gonna end up pursuing musical theater as well. So that's nice. Yeah. 
Yes. Oh, she should. That is yeah, a gift we don't need to be God. deprived of her. No, she needs to. No, no, she no. needs to yeah. do that. It's clear yeah. that's her her yeah. calling. Yeah, I know how I feel just watching these kids. That just for the past, I guess, three or four years, we've mm-hmm. watched grow up. I didn't yeah. teach them anything, but they feel like our kids because we've done so much mm-hmm. with them, and it's just so fun to watch the progression mm-hmm. and them getting bigger roles and hearing their voices. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, when they come off the stage after a performance mm-hmm. like that, and you're waiting for them, you're just like yes. they're excited to see you too because they see. You know, you're not their parent, but they see another adult in their corner kind of backing mm-hmm. them up, you know, and yeah. cheering them on. And that's, you know, that's important. Mm-hmm. Like without that, these kids don't do what they do. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. Oh. Well, she's going to have a million doors opening for her. and um, She's already had some, right? Yeah. yeah. She, uh, she went to the Jimmy's last year. Oh, my gosh. That was so fun. Amazing. Talk, Talk about, yeah. like, oh, a geez. whirlwind of emotion. I was yeah, just, you were there. I was, like, uncontrolled. Well, I don't even know. Like, I was a mess. I, like, we were supposed to, like, we had all these plans the next day to go and do in New York City, and I was, like, I can't. <laughs> I, like, I, I, like, I need to just, like, lay here for a minute. Because I was, like, so, like emotional I was like on an emotional high and I was like uh, I just like I feel like honestly like when I talk about it I still like feel the same like high from that uh, that whole night it was wonderful was amazing yeah it's so exciting oh you're doing mm. amazing things oh, and thank you. you that oh my gosh I wish I could have heard this before we went into our first audition <laughs> hope that helps other parents that are yeah like, well I mean that's kind of why yeah. we talked about you know starting the drama mamas Mm -hmm. even you know six eight months ago or whatever it was like all of the things that we wish we would have known before we went in Mm -hmm. um to our first audition or even our our 10th Mm -hmm. you know knowing what we know now and there's still that much more stuff that we have to learn and we're very appreciative of you coming on the show to like talk with us about that and help share that knowledge because it's so important you know, it is, and you know, and there's, I feel like there's not enough resources out there, like to that to like prepare you, you know, and um, I feel like we need to do some like audition workshops or something yes. um, to give people even more help and, oh, that would be and fantastic and more direction with these kinds of things, because I mean, truly, like just picking a song can make or break your whole experience, you know. Yeah, yeah. And well, and it's come. a workshop for the kids or a workshop for the parents yeah. too, because. You know, we're the ones that are supposed to be kind of leading the way, and the kids look to us like we know everything. <laughs> Clueless. Which we don't. There's no and handbook. You know. <laughs> no. It's not the what to expect in your auditioning book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean like the auditions for dummies or something? <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That would be fantastic. I know when Gabs had one of her auditions, I don't know, third show or whatever, I think we decided it was Miracle. I'm not 100% sure. But anyway, um, she came out, and I was like, how'd it go? And she's like, well, she had me like start and then you know I had to stop and start over again and I'm like oh okay well did you like did you miss a word she's like no but she asked me who prepared me and I was like (laughs) did you tell her it was your mom who doesn't know anything about anything she's like I told her it was my mom that did it and she just smiled and I was like okay so you know clearly I didn't know what I was doing you know what in that moment I mean I wasn't I wasn't uh, I was in that show but I wasn't a part of that team in that moment it could have been that she did a really great job and they were just wondering if she had a voice teacher and like because whoever the pianist was for that mm-hmm. like is probably you know friends with a lot of people in our community and wanted to okay. know like oh is this so and so student or like you know like oh I need like they were really great I want to tell them like that their student did a good job it could have been something yeah. like that and mm-hmm. not even like, <laughs> like horrible. oh your mom helped you <laughs> it must have been good because <laughs> like, she got the part so easily could have just yeah. been like a something a situation like that where they're like you know because we especially in it's our community, community like yes. a lot of us mm-hmm. 
work in the same circles so we know everybody we know you know like I know a lot of other um, voice teachers I know their students they know mine like we uh -huh. all like work in these same circles so it really could have just been that she was just wondering who if she took voice lessons and with who and if she knew her teacher or whatever because she was impressed yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. maybe she like, was yeah I took it like oh great the other way of course we take it negatively because <laughs> that's, that's what we do yeah, yeah I think it is you human know? nature yeah. You just kind of go that direction at first, but yeah, it's funny. I mean, these kids—they're they're stuck with us, yeah. just the blind leading the blind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they are. They are. We'll help you through. It. We know, yes. and you have so much already. We're so incredibly. But grateful. like, I started. Yeah, I mean, grateful. I started out completely clueless too. I mean, like my like, like I said at the beginning, like <laughs> my parents put me in all sports camps. Like, I mean, I did golf camp. I did swimming camp. I did. I did cooking camp. I did. But there were signs all along the way, <laughs> right? The whole yeah. time. I'm giving them all the signs that, like, I am not oh, supposed goodness. to be a soccer today. I am supposed to be singing. Yeah. I mean, like, I, we had, like, a, we got a new refrigerator one time, and I took the cardboard box and, like, turned it into a set. Like, I painted it and, like, decorated it and then put on a performance on the driveway, and I'm, like, still no theater camp, you know? Like, <laughs> like, but, like, my mom was an athlete, so she didn't know, like, she didn't even yeah. know the theater she didn't existed. Know the I mean, my dad sings, and, and I've been really blessed and fortunate to be able to perform with him a few times but um and hopefully more in the future I mean I, I, that's really special when you get to do that but um but still he didn't know like he you know he sang in the church choir and, and stuff but um he just he didn't know that it existed and so I never did theater camp so when I went um I you know I did Cinderella which was at my school you know I did Cinderella and then I the right after that I I went and auditioned for when Be uh, we did Beauty and the Beast the first time and I had a call back for a silly girl. Well, I'd never done a cold read before. Ooh. Never. And I was sick. I had a hor I was really sick and I and I just was like I'd say the line and then I'd be like <laughs> Like I would just like <laughs> laugh at myself. Kind of like say the line <laughs> and I didn't get cast in the show. You know what I mean? Um, so I was completely clueless when I started too. And I mean even like I think back because I auditioned for the Pro Arts High School and I didn't get in. And mm. I um, which we can talk about that another day. <laughs> 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 Uh, there's probably still some bitterness in here. Yeah, I mean, all these years later. Okay. Well, now I teach there, so anyway, full circle. But anyway, um, but like I think back to that audition because I'm like, how did you not get in, Jordan? Like, what did you what did you do in that audition? And I think about it, and I'm like, well, I sang a song from Cinderella because that's all I had done at that point, and so yeah. I sang a song from Cinderella. And then I was like, I think back on it, and I'm like, did I do my full blocking? that I had done in the show was I the two four six eight indicate indicate you know what I mean like yeah, I did overacting. the whole blocking with my invisible broom and stuff yeah. like you know like did Maybe. I do that is that why I didn't get hit you know I think back on it I mean, but I was completely clueless too like until I you know um went to the other high school and then started doing show choir and all the shows and stuff and then I just grew and learned and, and then and you learn so much when you you know get a BFA in musical theater and in college and stuff but I mean we all kind of start in that same I mean unless I guess unless you have like a, a parent who like did Broadway for a living or you know right. was, went to school for musical theater or something like that like you all kind of start in that same boat of I like this how do I do that you right. know how do we get there yeah how do know? we do it and that's part of what our platform is all about you know how yeah. do we educate and promote musical well we can see that our kids that. have glitter in their veins oh, and absolutely. you yes. know we yes. understand that's where they need to be but we don't know how to get them there right 
We're trying. Yeah. And you said something that brought up another question I have. Like, what do you do, because I'm facing this today, when your child is sick and they have an audition? Um, they always say, like, don't tell the director that you're sick. Because nine times out of ten, we can tell that you're sick, right? When you come in the room, we can hear the congestion in your voice or, you know, um, you could, we can hear if it's scratchy or raspy or whatever. Um, so you don't have to tell them. They'll take that into consideration. I mean, they'll know like when you walk in the door that you're okay. sick. But, I mean, just doing all the things. So all the things that we always do with the, the tea and the honey and um, rest, vocal rest. I mean, mm -hmm. if you've got a raspy voice, just total silence. I mean, no, and whispering is the worst thing you can do. Right, that's because then you're really now we're gonna get vocal pedagogy going. There we go, and I know what that word means now. Because <laughs> I didn't know that yeah. whispering is the worst. It's, it, you're not um, sending enough breath through the cords to make them vibrate at the, the correct frequency. It gets really sciencey here, but, yeah, that's <laughs> but okay. it's yeah. like the yeah. worst thing you could do. You want to fully support your voice. Um, so, you, like, if you're raspy, just. Silence. So it's all or nothing. Yeah, like gotcha. silence or or fully support your voice. But I mean, just like steaming and um, you know, gurgle salt water for your throat, like you know, like all that kind of stuff um, that you would normally do if you're sick. It's the same thing right, as a singer. Okay. That. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You just. Yeah. If, I mean, if you have time to prepare, then maybe you can pick a different audition cut that maybe is a little lower and a little more obtainable or something that you know you can still go in and do. Um, but if not, just go for it. Yeah. Go for and it. Smile through it. Yeah, <laughs> those handheld humidifiers are fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, I saw somebody at the theater in the last show um, I was kind of backstage for, and they were feeling kind of under the weather, and they'd gotten one of those, and they talked about how great it was for them, and like, it was really mm -hmm. helping. I had no idea. Yeah, you can get them right at CVS or whatever. And yeah. You know, they, they have, like, different perfect. tiers. Some are better than others, and some are more expensive than others by a mm -hmm. lot. But, yeah. We do um, like the thieves cough drops. Mm -hmm. I get them those off of Amazon, and yeah, Pinky seems to like swear by those. There's like those gummies. Oh um, yeah, what are those called? Grether pastilles. I don't something know. like oh. that. Something like I can't remember the exact pronunciation. You can get them on Amazon. Yeah, um, but those were great. Those got me through Sister Act. But, yeah, and the thieves cough drops got me through Miracle. Oh, <laughs> oh. I was so sick through you Miracle. Yeah, oh, I was so sick. Right. And I had to sing all those high seagulls. Oh, that's oh, right. Yes. Yeah, we were kind of put onto the the um, the drops or whatever, and those didn't go over quite as well as the actual cough drops had the done. The thieves cough drops are great. Yeah, the spray is good too. The, yeah, that blue stuff. Yes. I forget what that was I called now. We Somebody when it. we were over at Warner Haven doing mm -hmm. a show over there had put us on that. And, um, I love those those little gummy things. Yeah, but mm -hmm. also just like gummy bears are good for mm -hmm. those. You just suck on those. The oh, glycerin coats your cords. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the glycerin. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, that's why that's why there's always uh, gummy bears before the shows. Yeah, yeah. Backstage. yeah. Nice everybody to that. But there's like the specific <laughs> ones. Like it's oh, not like go get, get the, the Harbor ones or yeah, whatever. Yeah, you gotta get the good kind from Target. Okay. I think you can get them everywhere, but yeah. I just always get them. Is it the Haribo ones? No, 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 no. no, no those no. are the ones that give you the poops. They, these are the, the red and <laughs> they white. Do. The they do. Red and white bag. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. They have like a Marshalls cat checkout. Hey, it starts with a. It's a white bag. Yep, I know exactly what you're talking. about. Okay, we'll be stopping on the way. You should have seen backstage during Mamma Mia. We people we had the. We had the trap burner back there, you know, mm -hmm. the, the where the pit chorus would sing and stuff, and where everybody would sing when they weren't on stage. And um, we had like a snack box over there, <laughs> like we just turned it into a whole clubhouse. That's and awesome. I put decorations up. It was really fun. But anyway, um, we I, everybody would bring in stuff to contribute to the snack box back there, uh -huh. and 
it was uh, we I, I can't remember how many, but people brought in those the bigger bags of those gummy bears, mm. and I, by the end of it, we took a picture. Because uh, we kept all the bags, and we were like, maybe we can send it to the company and they'll like sponsor us or something. And, like right? the spent bags, like, you, right. like empty, the empty yeah, the empty bags. Yeah. Yeah. We took a picture of all the empty bags of those gummy bears, and we were like, maybe we could send it and get sponsored, and they'll send us free gummy bears. You know? I wonder if they even know that you guys use it like that. I don't know, but I, you know, I don't can't hurt Tom. Look, we'll tell our producer. I think I might have the picture actually. Yeah, we tag maker and like let them know, like, hey. There's a hidden use for these. Right. Like you may not be on it. I think it was like, I, I, that was a three-weekend run of that show, I think. I can't yes. even remember. Yeah. Was yeah. Yeah. What it was, was a big stack. summer show? It was a stack of, the, and not even, not the little bag. It was the big bags. <laughs> yeah. there was the five-pounders. Yeah. <laughs> Handfuls, I'm sure. We're, we went through some gummy bears, wow. for sure. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Cool. All these tricks well, are the trade. You know? And there's the there's that drink. You got to get that drink on the way out. Yeah, that medicine ball. Yeah, yes. medicine ball. Which what is, is it? Explain that to... Our yeah. listeners what that is oh I didn't even know about it until I was in grad school and I would hear like the other music theater people or the vocalists talking about oh you got to get the medicine ball from Starbucks and I think what it is is the it's like a honey citrus mint tea or something like that yeah. but they do it with steamed lemonade instead of yeah. water and so then you have the lemon that cuts through you know mm. and then you add honey and a shot of peppermint and so it's a weird concoction that smells weird, it tastes weird, but it like just soothes everything in here. Yeah. yeah we're going to get that on the way it's out. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go get some sometimes, gummies and a... Yeah, sometimes they, if you just order a medicine ball, they know exactly what it is mm-hmm. and they make it for you, but sometimes you have to be like, you have to like tell them steps. This one with this yeah. in it. Yeah, but like at school we had a Starbucks on campus and like we would just all roll through, give me a medicine <laughs> ball and they just whip them up. <laughs> like, all right. Yep. Great. All right. Well, you have been amazing, but we have a couple questions we want to ask before we wrap up. Some uh, guest questions. Yes, First guest of all, questions. is this like rapid fire? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> now that we know, or we know about you, but others know about yeah. you, what is your dream role? I feel oh. like I have a couple for like different reasons. Well, that's okay. Um, sure. But uh, my number one dream role is um, mother in ragtime. That is uh, up there in my like top favorite shows. Oh. And I... I just, I love that character. I love that show. I, um, that is my dream role. Um, probably more so than others. Like, that is the top. Um, but also, I really love um, this, the new Broadway revival of Company. They, oh, they yeah. gender swapped mm-hmm. some of the characters, and to play Bobby in that would be so yes. incredible as well. And that's, that's Stephen Sondheim music, which is amazing. Um, but also, I'm not, I'm not old enough yet, but I would love to play um, Francesca in Bridges of Madison County. That music yes. is just, that score is so beautiful. Um, I don't know. Yeah, those are all like more serious. I, like I, yeah. I tend to play funny, but I'm like, yeah. let me play something serious. I don't know. <laughs> okay, oh, so good. we did, I, I always loved when we would do like themes for mic check. And my, one of my favorite ones was um, like a role that you'll never have sing something from that. You remember when we did that? Uh-huh. It was like during Beauty and the Beast mic checks. They're What's, like a performance in themselves. I know. They're, they're my it's favorite. Amazing. I'm sure anybody that watched that would know. <laughs> it was my favorite <laughs> moment um, that nobody saw except for the cast. Yeah. Um, so what's a role that you wish and you know you'd never have, but it like tops that list? I always say this. I don't know why, but I would it's love okay. to be Roger in Rent. <laughs> I don't know why. It's like so different than who I am as a person. I don't know. I'm just like, and I, well, maybe that's the I'm appeal. Like, I don't know. Like sing like Once on Glory and <laughs> anyway. But yeah. Roger in Rent. But that's like my funny one. But I would also um, 
like something like one of those iconic male roles like uh um like Jean Valjean and Les Mis mm-hmm. or um like George and Sunny in the Park with George or any any of those would be really pretty cool but that'll never happen unless we okay. gender swap That's like right. like company you know it happens yeah I mean sometimes it can't happen but yeah maybe yeah. it could yeah, I don't. I don't see me playing Roger and Rent anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> I think Jordan. I think one of your most awesome qualities that you bring, and I pray that people not only listen to us but they get to like video and and they're watching us, is when you are talking about theater and you're talking about these kids. Gosh, it makes me like a little teary. You just exude this like passion, and mm. oh my gosh, it's just wonderful, and it's you palpable. Like yeah, I don't you know do y'all can feel it. But, yeah, and, and you bring that with it. you. You know, when you're at the theater and you're with the kids and you're doing what you're doing, you can totally tell you're doing what you love. And that's how you know you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I always tell people, I'm like, I, I, I have the best job. I mean, I really, I really do feel yeah. like I do have the best job. I, well, and, and no day is the same. I see different kids every day. I, I teach different yeah. classes every day. And so it keeps it fresh and exciting. And there's always a new show. There's always something yeah. new to work on. And um, there's always new kids who audition. And you, and you meet new people. And mm-hmm. uh, you, you create this theater family. And it's just, oh, I, I, I just love it so much. It is my whole world. Oh, well, we yeah. can tell. That. And we are so honored to be part of that yeah. world. Oh yeah, 100%. definitely. So, yeah. So you know. Okay, what's the next one? We've got what's an embarrassing moment, an embarrassing theater moment, like on stage or auditioning or something. Um. <laughs> so my my senior year of high school, uh, we were doing Footloose, mm-hmm. and I was I was playing Rusty. And I have I have a lot of hair, and they um, this has nothing to do with it, but I have a lot of hair, and, <laughs> and they it was just as long then as it is now, and they um, they this has nothing to do with why am I talking? <laughs> but I, they made me sleep in the like sponge rollers, and then we picked my hair out, so I had like the full like '80s big yeah. hair. Anyway, so I was that rusty, if you know, is like over the top energy so fun and and uh-huh. I my hair was just as big as my like your personality the, the character yeah. you know and um I had a quick change and I ran off stage did the quick change and then was running back onto the stage like I ran off changed into my little cheerleading outfit grabbed my textbooks it was like a hallway scene and was running back onto the stage like just running on to get <laughs> on the stage and some little <laughs> freshman or somebody was not where they were supposed to be <laughs> and they were sitting in the wing and oh. I didn't even see them. Like I was running to get to make my entrance because I was oh, like no. supposed to be skipping on with my textbooks and they were sitting in the wing and I just oh. ate it. I mean, I literally, I fell onto the stage. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I fell onto oh the stage. Gosh. There was like set pieces in the wings too. And then you hear, it was like the, the bar table from the Burger Blast or whatever and all those bar stools. You hear, dunk, 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 and I am face planning onto the stage oh, and the no. textbooks go flying. And then I just, Picked up my books and just kept on skipping. Like, like it was part of it. My bad. <laughs> just kept going. But that was uh, that one was pretty pretty embarrassing. When I did Cinderella, um, I had a quick change into the wedding dress from the rags, the wedding dress at the end of the show, and uh, I actually wore my mom's uh, wedding dress from oh, the nineties. That's cool. <laughs> and so I mean, it was probably not period appropriate, but like um, <laughs> I was in my mom's big poofy sleeve uh, wedding dress, and. Um, <laughs> And when I ran off, 
they they went to like pull it together in the back to zip it and the uh-huh. zipper sh- like went oh like they do and so I did oh, the whole wedding no. with my whole back out like of the dress oh, and of course I was like when I was in middle school I was like so embarrassed and I was like yeah. oh my god oh my god and so then somebody said um well it certainly looked like Cinderella did not want to bury the prince <laughs> I guess I didn't I guess I was not covering it well oh. my whole my whole back was open and that was a costume mishap but yeah, well, I can't think. I'm happened. trying to think. I'm sure there's so many mm-hmm. more stories. Well, um, you're going to be back, so you can tell no, us more. I'll think <laughs> yeah. think about it. Yeah, but, absolutely. Okay, um, I'm going to jump to the question that I had that got added to this list. Uh, have you earned any nicknames in the theater, and how did you get them? I do have a nickname. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Uh, well, Miss Jordan is my number one nickname, right? Yes. <laughs> Everybody calls me Miss Jordan. But um, so I was doing my first show at the theater, and uh, uh, we—I was a new kid, right? So I didn't—I didn't really know anyone, and like I—I um, I didn't really talk to anyone because I was like the new person in the cast and everything. And so it was Tech Week, and we were figuring out. Oh, it was Chicago, right? We were doing Chicago, and uh, I was one of the Mary Murderesses in that. And we were figuring out where the ensemble, we were gonna stand like in the bandstand of the set during the big courtroom scene at the end. And our assistant choreographer at the time, he, uh, he's, he's kind of a jerk. <laughs> 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 but, he, uh, but he's not around anymore, right. so it's okay. It's okay. Um, <laughs> actually, I, I, like, I, don't, I have no idea where he is in life. But yeah, anyway, okay. so he was kind of a jerk, and he would always mix people's names up, and, and just didn't, I don't think he really cared to learn anyone's names. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the only time I've had an experience like this um, mm-hmm. in this area. But, um, but anyway, <laughs> he, uh, he looked at me to tell me to go stand somewhere, and he went... Trudy. <laughs> oh, no. And he called me Trudy. Yeah. And, and, like, I didn't know anyone in this cast, but they all knew my name was not Trudy. And yeah. so everybody, like, turns, and they were, like, looking at me. And I was, like, me? And he was, like, yeah, yeah, Trudy, go stand over there. <laughs> and I was, like... So then, like, the whole cast just started calling me Trudy. And, like, now, now, like, you know, a lot of those people aren't around anymore. But the people who are still around from, that was 2012, so it's been, like, 10 years. Like, 10 years later, the people that are still around still call me Trudy. And then it's, like, it's, like, caught on. And, like, other people who weren't even involved in that call me Trudy. (laughs) And so, you know, I would go, I went to a a New Year's party one time. And I, I had never met the person I was going with. I was who was hosting the party, I was going with someone to this party. And I show up and they're like, oh my God, you're Trudy. And I'm like, that's me. Or like, now that my dad does stuff at the theater, they're always like, you're Trudy's dad. You know, and like, so yeah, Trudy. It has, I don't know how you get Trudy from Jordan, but um, it works. Oh, and and my kindergarten class right now, they're all calling me Miss Abigail. Abigail. I don't know where why. they come from. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> and they like, they're like five, so I don't have the heart to be like, it's Jordan. <laughs> I'm just totally like, different. I'm like, yeah, but I have no idea why I miss Abigail to my kindergarten class. So I guess maybe we can count that as a nickname. Sure. Yeah. No. My kindergarten alter ego is Miss Abigail. Abigail. <laughs> Probably from storybook or something. I have yeah. no idea. I know. All right. Kind of we funny, probably actually. should wrap up, oh. you think? Uh, maybe. Yeah. yeah, we can. Unless, Jordan, do you have any questions for us or Ooh. anything that, like... You want to turn that around? Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know. 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 That could be fun. 
or you know because we're still kind of new on our like any advice yeah any advice or any topics that you would like to hear us talk about or anything that you think is fitting I don't know I totally just sprung that on you but I think you guys are doing a great job with this. I really Aww. do. I um, I think it's really beneficial and, and informative um, for our community and for other parents and kids that are trying to get involved. Um, no, I just think I'm, I'm really excited about this for you guys, and uh, I think there's great things ahead. I just... I don't know. I feel yeah, really good about it for you. you. We're so grateful Aww, that you came on you. today. Yeah, yeah, you, oh my gosh. And for your dad to like be sitting in that. Yes. We went and got lunch or whatever with you and, and he came and him yeah. sitting at the end of the tables, we all just kind of bantered together and you were a part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And him to just sit back and go, y'all, this should be a podcast. And after six or eight months of us yes. going, well, we should do that. It was kind of like light and a fire. So it's, it's your whole family, Aww. honestly, that just <laughs> like propels that. us mm-hmm. forward in so many ways, and we're so grateful for that. I we are. Yeah, my dad's pretty cool. He is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of like him. Cool. My mom's cool too. She's just not into theater. <laughs> <laughs> my mom and my brother are not. Uh, they'll they'll come and support. Yes, but they, yes, they do. It's not. It's not, not their thing. thing. They're like okay. they would much rather be at the Gator game, right? You know? <laughs> Which I enjoy that too. But right, yeah, uh, yeah. they they're much more into sports. <laughs> For the beach, my mom likes. Yeah, the beach. she does like the beach. Yeah. That's for yeah. sure. Hey, can't blame her. It's a good thing too, you know. Yeah, it's one of those sort of things. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think I have any questions. Well, that's okay. <laughs> we'll be thinking. <laughs> thinking. You we should come back. Yeah, back. exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah I'm happy to come back. This is fun. This is great. Thank Just you so much. Listen to me rant about. I know it's and, wonderful. And how much yeah. I love theater. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, great. and we can't wait to have you on again for mm-hmm. kind of the next picking your brain session. Yeah, because we stayed pretty focused on this one. But you have a very diverse yeah. theater background <laughs> and experience, so like to draw on. So like, yeah, yeah. so we many have other topics. So many questions for mm-hmm. you about other yeah. topics. Yeah, you can yeah. just ask the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, open yeah. book. Oh, we well, we should thank our listeners for absolutely. You know, checking us yeah. out. And, yeah, we heard from some of you last night at Mary Poppins. Yes, we did. Like, super yeah, encouraging, and we cool. loved it, and we gave love us our some ideas. So thank you, everyone. Yeah. yeah. And um, thank our production team. Yeah, go Chris. Yes. Go Chris. Thank you, Chris. And all his social media assistants, too. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but find us on uh, the Drama Mama Show online, and we will check you out on the next one. We forgot to introduce ourselves. Ah, crap. Let's start over. I'm Angela. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We forget to do that. I mean, I don't know how many, like, I'm curious how many people actually watch the podcast versus how many listen to it. Because, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I think a lot of our, I'm not a big podcast listener, but, like, I think a lot of our experience has been when I'm driving in the car and, like, listening to it there. So, like, you don't watch. You shouldn't watch. Anyway, while you drive. No, you shouldn't. I listen to a ton of podcasts. I I mean, I think it's because I'm so surrounded by music all day long, mm-hmm. like with teaching voice and everything. I, I like sit in the car. Mm-hmm. I drive in either silence, which is totally lame, or I like listen to podcasts because I'm like, I just need a break from yeah. music. What kind of podcast do you listen to? Oh, dear. <laughs> Like, are you um, are you wait, those murder people? No, 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 no. Like, oh, I am. <laughs> I am. Okay, Wait, what is so it? I I am like 
I have, I love the Bachelor, Bachelorette, oh Bachelor in Paradise. And they have I love the franchise. Yes. They have so many. They do. Like Nick Vile. Can yes. You say oh, his yeah. Name? Yeah. I, I listen to like. Oh, yes. Yeah. The Vile Files oh, Bachelor uh-huh. Party. So good. Most famous. No. I listen to all of them. And they're all like recaps of the episode that I already watched. You know? <laughs> but, so much fun. But they also. Kathy and I really are into this. I have <laughs> never but, seen like, those shows. They also like get behind the tell. scenes stuff of like how the product, how like how going into filming a show like that works, and uh, <laughs> it's true. It. And they just unpack everything that had happened at the show. So like, oh, okay, so I don't they know just how you feel. Talk about their thoughts about yes. some event or whatever. So let's say it's like an hour long, whatever episode you're watching, and so much you know how reality TV is. They jam so much at you, you know, and they edit stuff and they cut stuff and whatever, and they pretty much gear what they want you to. See to see mm-hmm. right so but then in these podcasts they just pick it all apart and they're like well what do you think about this person what do you think about that person oh, yeah well, well i really thought this yeah yeah, yeah. or uh-huh. they'll be like well you know they film for how many hours a day but then you only see the one hour right. of yeah. the tv show uh-huh. so you're missing so much and so that and context uh, and yeah stuff. so they yeah. kind of put a little bit more context to yeah. it and, and it kind of can change your your opinion on some of these characters mm-hmm. that they're trying to paint as a villain or whatever and mm-hmm. sometimes they're really not they're just we're set up in a way you know anyway we and Kathy could talk about this could be a whole uh, yeah, podcast, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> we could podcast about the bachelor podcast 